Okay, I've done it. Hit record. Very good. I Yeah, sorry. I was taking a drink. <laughs> um, I did it at an inconvenient time. Also, I need a drink. Look at this giant thing of Pepsi I got. <laughs> Goodness. It's got 15 cans for the same price as 12. So I was like, I guess. So May as well. You have Here's the thing, so I many... can't figure out how to open it now. You have so many things pinned to your taskbar that don't need to be there. Like, do you use Microsoft Edge? <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm confident saying this because I'm I'm editing this, but yes, I do. But only because I can't figure out how to change the default when I try to change my stream settings on Twitch. It opens up Edge every single time. So I do need it there. Okay, settings... You, I will show you how to no, change that eventually. Thing. I Not know right how now. to change it. It's just one of those, I can't be bothered to change it. Let me rephrase. Oh, <laughs> I can't figure out how to open this giant box that of Pepsi. That is upsetting to me. Just get up in think, there. Well, yeah, I was trying to like open it like a normal case, but I don't think I can. So I'll just... Three extra cans. Compared to 12 packs. <laughs> That's how the math works. <laughs> That's what it says on the side. Now I did just shake these around, so let's see what happens. Can't wait. I don't like. I don't like that you can see my taskbar, but just what are you gonna do? You know. What is that lion thing? That's uh, the browser I use, Brave. What? What? Yeah. That's the browser you use. Yes. The mind boggles. What? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> why did I hit record? <laughs> I don't know, but this this is good. This is this is podcasting. Now this is podcasting. And here we So this is our new show. This is the pilot episode for our new show. Do you want to talk a little bit about it? Since it's kind of you focused. Um, it's a little it's yeah, a little you centric. This is about my life and my journey. It's uh... so you focused <laughs> that you will be editing it, which is great for me. I'm, I was so excited to hear you say yes to that question. I did say it because I feel like I don't do enough for the podcast that we do, um, because well, frankly, my personality is not enough, um, and I recognize that. And it's an audio medium, why do, so my face doesn't Why do you think I volunteer to edit everything? <laughs> well, you were supposed to make me feel better and say, no, that's not true, but I understand. When have you ever known me to do that? Yeah, that's the examples <laughs> as I can think of. Okay. Um, um, I forgot what we decided to name the show. Let's start there. You start with that one. Well, let me look at the logo that <laughs> I, I made and I see what the name is. I think I think we're calling it C three Film School or something. Channel three Film School, I think. Yeah, it's in and we our wanted to we wanted to do uh, text history. Yeah, we for the record we wanted to call it. We had better names. Um, they're but all they taken. Were <laughs> for example, um, film film school dropouts because we both are actually we both dropped out of film school. Um, that's true 
Oh, that's and true. And honestly, I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think I already told you, but I am officially uh, back admitted into into college as of today. That's very nice. I'm happy. For so you. I got that going for me. It's not film, though. Not film anymore. I would die. <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, and one of the reasons I would die if I went back to film school is because I haven't seen any movies ever once in my life. Um, so now we're getting to the the crux of it, which is. <laughs> You haven't seen any movies ever. Yeah. So we decided to do a podcast where we watch all the movies you haven't seen and then talk about them. Yes. Um, now, for the record, I have seen some movies. Three. I've seen more than three. Okay, I have this poster. Let me go grab it. Well, oh, also, no, it's fine. I believe you. No, I'm, I want to show it to you. And it's like right here, so I can just reach for it if I can get this cat out of the way. But um, I got this movie poster. Uh, a year and some change ago of the um, top 100 films that you need to see before you die or something. I think I have that same poster. I think you do. So I don't need to show it to you. But, well, I was going to yeah. see if the movie we watched today was on there. Oh, I drank that Pepsi I think the fast. poster might predate the movie. No, because Moonlight's on it. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> at least on mine, which when I got it, it had just won an Oscar, so. Well, so enough teasing. That. Do you want to tell the people what we watched today? Uh, hold on, I really want to grab this poster first. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, don't leave me in charge of the rodeo if you aren't cool with um, detours. But look, I've seen these this many films. I don't know if that holds up as an expression. That's more than lot. I would have figured. It's not a lot, I'll admit. And it's a lot of like, like obviously I've seen Star Wars, I've seen Lion King. Princess Bride is not on here, and that hurts my heart. Yeah, that honestly should be on there. It's, I mean, this is Spinal Tap is on there, though. So I think they just chose one of his. Um, and then Shaun of the Dead is on here, but not Hot Fuzz, which... I actually think Hot Fuzz is a better movie, but... I, I do, too. Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz is my second favorite movie of all time. Princess Bride is my first. But I guess they only chose one Rob Reiner film, even though there's, uh, like, a couple of, like, Spielberg and Kubrick and... No, there's another Whoa. Rob Reiner film right there! I haven't seen that one, though. Whatever. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> I think, yeah, okay, we, we got that. We so, got the poster down. I, we've got the poster down. There's a lot on here I want to see. Oh, Shawshank Redemption's number one. I need to get on that. Yeah, that's that's a pretty popular movie. Yeah, I haven't, um, haven't seen, seen that. It. I saw Amadeus for extra credit for a class that I ended. I ended that class with 102, and that's because um, I lost 10 points from my final grade. <laughs> Because I didn't turn two things in because I did the math and I was like, there's no reason for me to, to do this. So I didn't. Yeah, fair enough. But I watched that movie for extra credit. <laughs> anyway, that doesn't matter. That was art history, which is, that was a fun class. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we, today we watched Cabin in the Woods. Um, yes, is... we did, which is one of my favorite movies. I Maybe really... my favorite movie. Yeah. You keep saying that. Um, so we are recording from home. There is still a pandemic outside. Um... <coughs> <laughs> thank you for that i had i just i beer went down the wrong pipe i'm not dying well um the timing was very good i did say there was a pandemic outside and then you coughed so pretty insensitive if you ask me tanner um oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we are in each of our apartments uh we watched it over the internet and we did. he heard we my just we did it all cool too yeah 
Yeah, the we, way hit, that we just we hit did play it was, at the same time. Well, okay. I say old school, but like we use Discord and, and Hulu. It's not like we put in the cassette tape and called it's each other like, on a landline. Yeah, it's not like it's not like when Harry met Sally. Like, oh, go to this channel right now. It just started. But yeah, but we... Uh, See, that's another movie just, I've seen. Hey, I don't know if that's... Yeah, well, okay, no. It's that's a Rob Reiner movie. film. I really like Rob Reiner. <laughs> that's a good movie. That's a great movie. Um, yeah okay it's, it's no probably, it's one of those where it's just so quote okay we don't have it's to get one of the it, ones but it's you, so quotable you have, to, you have to see it it, it it has a place in movie history for sure and i think regardless it's very of whether or not it's fun but i also really like rom-coms well also like the ending was supposed to be different and then uh while they were, I don't know if it was while he was writing it or something, he met his wife, because he was like, love sex, no one gets it. This movie's going to end, they're not going to be together. And then he met his wife, and he was like, okay. They <laughs> All can, right, they, maybe. They can love each other. No, it's just one of those films that, it's one of my mom's favorites, so that's probably why it's one of mine. But um, it's it's got its, it's got its place in movie history, but also, I think it's a rom-com that um, defies the expectations of rom-coms, to some extent. I think To it's some. Fun. To some, yeah, I know they still end up together at the end. Spoiler alert! But it's just so fun. anyway. It's just a guilty this pleasure. Is not an analysis of that movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, All right, let's talk about the movie we just watched. Um, and we should say that this is a pilot episode, and we don't really have a, a, a format nailed down for this yet. No. So do, do we for the other one either? <laughs> so I, I want to hear kind of your your overview first, and then I'll tell you mine. And then You've already told me yours. Details. You've already told me it's your favorite movie. Well, no. I'm talking about like your analysis. You don't even want to know if I liked it? Like a general analysis. Well, we get to that at the end, I figure. <laughs> um, okay. I Well, no, I'm just going to tell you. I, I enjoyed it. I, I did. Well, um, there's no really... I was going to try to be coy about it, but I haven't prepared enough. Um, we finished <laughs> the movie about 20 minutes ago, so I don't have like... I, I can't just like go you know there was this and this and this and i liked it i can't i can't so um but i i did i enjoyed it um i think that it subverted a lot of expectations and i think it was a lot of fun um i agree i kind of wish we saw more at the end but i also understand why we didn't um i think that was a good ending yeah um but yeah overall i really enjoyed it i think that some of it felt we should say spoilers, obviously. Yeah, spoiler. So, okay, let's do our, our overview real quick. I very enjoyed it. Blah, blah, blah. I very much enjoyed it. I think it was a lot of fun. I think that it subverted expectations, and even when you expected it to, it went a different direction, um, which I yeah. think added to the charm for sure. That's, I guess that's the the big thing, without, a, without spoiling anything. A scale of... Uh, uh, one to ten popcorns. How many popcorns is it? I would give it eight and a half popcorns. Eight and a half popcorns. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's an eighty-five. Ninety out of a hundred. I would give it an eighty-six. Which for me in school is basically a hundred. Basically. So. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to um my roommate because we went to high school together, and um. I, cause I, a, a picture of us popped up from our senior year, uh, at a banquet we were at for band. And, um, she was like, remember when we thought high school was hard? And it's like, yeah, I, oh man, I totally bombed that test. I got a 87 and now it's like, I, I got a 67. <laughs> like, great. Awesome. So you liked it. 
Yeah. You thought it subverted expectations. I want to know if you were to write a, a thesis on it, what do you think it was? Because I, I came to a conclusion mostly independently and then did some research and found that it was actually what the creators intended the message to be. Um, I want to see if you picked oh, up on it too. Oh, what their message is? Yeah, if you were if you were gonna write a thesis, if I was gonna write a thesis, okay, I guess we're getting into spoiler territories now, so mm-hmm. heed, heed heed warnings. I would say, um, give me a second, I need to to think about a drink. I would say that the thesis would probably be something. I I know it's not gonna be eloquent, but like that horror movies play too much on certain tropes and. It's going to ruin the industry because of it. So the movie itself is meant to be an analogy for creating a horror movie. The people at the office directing everything are the horror movie creators. And the, the tropes that have to happen, the rules that they follow are what needs to happen for an American horror movie to do well at the box office. Yeah. The thing that I thought was really interesting was the, how much they highlight that it, it comes down to America or Japan each year to put out a good oh, horror movie. That's and funny. then that was the year Japan failed. And so it was America has to put out a good horror movie or the people are going to be upset. And they put out a flop was the whole the whole thing they were going for there. But I thought it was interesting how I mean, obviously, it was packed with references yeah. Like really thinly veiled references, but it was also really heavy handed the way that they did the symbolism. Like even the guy, the guard at the beginning that's new, that kind of was at odds with it all. He had the classic uh, literary everyman name, Truman. Yeah. His name was Truman. He was meant to represent kind of the average person in the story. It was it was really, really heavy handed, but I think it was so heavy handed that it, it spun the other way and it was effective. I don't know. It laid out I, verbatim, yeah, well, here's the tropes and we're not going to do any of that. And I think it was Joss Whedon being frustrated with what he was expected to create and just wanting to do something of his own. Yeah, and, and Joss Whedon at this point, he can kind of do whatever he wants. And people yeah, say, no kidding. Please, thank you. <laughs> Speaking of one of the one of the monsters in the end scene was the like the raider people from Firefly. I totally missed that, but that's fun. I like yeah. there was just so much going on. I was trying to catch everything, and I couldn't. <laughs> so I ended up just writing it down. I wrote I wrote down um, timestamps. Well, you can't see it. This is an audio. To video. go back and look. Yeah. So I've got um, at thirty four. I wanted to see what other things the board was going to say, like when they're taking the bets. Um, So I have a video uh, that we can watch together after this. That's it goes through all of the references in the movie. Perfect. And it's there a a lot. Yeah. Yeah, There are a lot of references, but also I think that especially with, with horror movies, like you can only, I don't know if, I don't want to say that you can only go so far, but like there's so like a movie about tropes is going to have a lot of those references. Um, I think definitely. on accident, but definitely on purpose as well. But um, And I, I definitely know a couple of my favorites. Obviously, Hellraiser was referenced very heavily the whole time. Um, but I also liked they referenced they referenced all the classics. Wolfman was also heavily referenced. Yeah. But there was one that I, that stuck out and I can't remember it now. Give me some time and it'll come back to me. Oh, the strangers. 
that was interesting. Yeah, I saw that one, and I was thinking it was, was that one. Um, cause I know vaguely of that. Cause I, so as much as someone who, I don't watch a lot of movies, but I love, I watch a lot of videos about movies. So, um, <laughs> like right. I knew, I knew, I knew that, okay. So what I knew going into this movie was that it was like a setup and that it was people watching it and, and kind of con- concocting it. I didn't really know as much as I thought I did because like they tell you that from the beginning and I thought that was going to be a twist at the end. So no, because everything the that I've seen at the about end it, was that we are the ancient ones, the viewer. Yeah, that's kind of that lost me there. That's kind of lame. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, like that's that's the point. Is the whole ritual is creating a horror movie, and the viewer is represented by the ancient ones. Okay, because we're and watching if the movie doesn't go the movie. formula, then the viewer gets upset. Didn't this movie technically flop? I think so. I saw it in theaters. I don't know anyone else that did. Yeah, like I thought I thought <laughs> it did? made back its its money, but like it was like it's a cult classic, but it didn't do traditionally well or something is what I thought I've seen. Fair. Pre-Avengers, that was kind of Joss Whedon's thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, like, <laughs> cult classic doesn't go stuff. You know, fair enough. <laughs> And yet people are like, do what you got to do. Here you go. Here's some money. Yeah. Go it's crazy. Wild. And it's crazy. I know he got canceled, but I just, did man, he? everything he's put out, I think is good. What did he get canceled about? Infidelity, I think. Really? Yeah, that I think he was right. cheating on his wife with like girls who were slated to be in his projects. Ew, that doesn't or something like that. Joss Whedon is over. <laughs> Let's just Google that. I know that people like had an issue with him because he said he never wanted to make a Black Widow movie, but people were like, he's he's sexist, and then it was like, no, he just doesn't like Black Widow as a character. So overall, what were your what moments stood out to you? Besides okay, so with with the understanding of what was intended by mm-hmm. the end, which you wouldn't have going into it. Right. The thing, the first thing you pointed out was that Chris Hemsworth brought a football to pump gas. Yeah. And then everyone got out at a sketchy gas station that they shouldn't have stopped at to begin with. So does that, does that it make more makes sense? makes a as lot to... of sense. Yeah. I was making fun of the movie, but the movie made fun of me. They were like, aha, you're supposed to do that. It got me. <laughs> Um, also, the Harbinger is hilarious. Yeah, Mordecai. that was pretty funny. <laughs> he's talking in cryptic tones, and then he's like, "Am I am I on speaker?" That was very funny. I don't know. A lot of what I wrote down is just like it. It's explained by the end of the movie as since they're trying to like produce this this thing blockbuster. Um, yeah, this blockbuster and. So what uh, what was the movie reference for the Japan ritual? Was that meant to be... I know it was meant to be an actual Japanese horror movie or some farce of one. Well, I don't know. Um, but I know a lot I guess you of... would be the wrong person to ask, but... Yeah. I know... Well, I know a lot... Not a lot, a lot of Japanese lore, but that just seemed... Because I know um, Japanese, like, ghost videos are very much of that vein of um and and Japanese horror games as well um are very much the vein of 
these school kids are trapped and now there's a crazy ghost lady chasing them. So I think it yeah. was just kind of generic. Um, I'm wondering if it was meant to be something along the lines of like the grudge or wasn't something. the grudge different. It was, it was not because uh, school ghosts are actually pretty prevalent in Japanese media. That makes it across the pond at least. Um, I don't know if it's the pond or... I don't know. It's not the pond, I'll have but, to do some research on that. Yeah, because I know um, a lot of Japanese horror games that I've played, and by played, I mean I've watched the beginning of a playthrough and gone, no, that's okay. Um, it's <laughs> a bunch of kids trapped in a school, and then there's monsters following them and trying to get them, and they have to... <clears throat> like Corpse Party is an example that's coming to mind. A lot of Japanese media that I have consumed... Uh, revolves around school now that i think about it yeah Um, yeah that's pretty yeah that's pretty dead on so i don't know if that i think that was just a very like when i saw that um like the japanese movie they were making it was um pretty generic japanese horror to me but um yeah that's probably 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 what they were going for yeah that seems that seems like it to me also, some of the other things they showed were Stockholm. I saw that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple other ones, and I'm not sure. I, saw I know. King Kong. I saw King Kong. Uh, I think one of them was meant to be uh, Dracula's castle, as well was on fire or something. I'm not sure. I guess that would have been wherever that is, but uh, I think that was in there as well. So I, there were there were references. Lots and at. lots and lots of horror references um, that even I caught. So the merman. The merman was pretty funny. <laughs> um, what a what a great reprisal of that reference early in the movie. Yeah, I mean, I latched onto it, so I knew it was going to come back. Um, that uh, that guy that got eaten by the merman and wanted to see a merman, he was in a. Short-lived, I think, one-season TV show set in Dallas that actually filmed in the building where my dad works about cops building? In, in Dallas. I don't want uh, to talk to your dad. <laughs> it, it's a dedicated building for what my dad does. I'll say it off-air. Okay. But they, uh, it was like one season of Dallas Police, and it was him and Tom Hanks's son. And he was like the what? season Chet? detective... No, Colin. Oh, the other and one. Colin Hanks was like the rookie. Yeah. <laughs> no, by far, yeah, the other one. So, but it was it was a fun show, and so that was how I knew this guy before I saw the movie, and so I had a good time with it. Also, the dad from Step Brothers is the other guy. Well, obviously, I don't. That means nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. Um... Let's take it, I guess, the movie step by step. So it like it because um, I kind of do want to do like a breakdown in what I thought of it. And I think maybe that would be OK. I think that would be a fun kind of way to do it. Because that like when I watch videos about movies, I like watching the breakdowns. So the the opening sequence to me is hilarious where he's talking about how his wife, I guess, has baby proofed the entire house even though she's not pregnant and he wants to get a drill and liberate his cabinets this weekend. That 
And then the way they just jump cut to a title card and a, and they do like a like a scream yeah. to intentionally just kind of get at you. Yeah. I th- I think that's a pretty good preview of what you're in for for the rest of the movie. But yeah. I think it was definitely it was an interesting choice to open with them as opposed to trying to create some kind of mystique by opening with the other people. You know, yeah, definitely, and I think that especially the big. So from there, we jump to um, the the actual cast of characters, um, and they're all introduced in like super lame, you know, stereotypical ways, which was kind of fun. Um, it was fun. I really liked the uh, the interaction with Chris Hemsworth and his significant other. Yeah. Where she's holding the textbook and they start pretending to yell at each other about it. Yeah. That was just funny to that me. That was very funny. But um Yeah, it's like, oh, the little the little nerd girl, she's gonna take her, her study books in case she gets bored and um... Also, did you hear what they were talking about? The the guy that she had drawn a picture of in that Yeah, it was spiral. It was, yeah, it was her professor. Yeah, that was an interesting thing to just throw in there. Well, yeah, and I think I think the very beginning it kind of sets up it sets you up to um everyone it sets them up immediately as 2D characters and then immediately switches over like oh okay. So they're they're this stereotype, but they're also But there's a little depth. Yeah, so like the the virgin character, oh, she's actually she was sleeping with her professor, one of the most like No, it's like one of the most <laughs> um taboo things you can do. Yeah, that's a good um, word. Um uh, and then the jock, he comes in and he's like, oh, hey, if you're taking this professor, like, read this book. They'll they'll go through this textbook in class, but then you need to know this this other book. It helps you out. Um, but, but before he does that, he throws a football out a window. Yeah. Like, he, like... they set him, they set them all <laughs> up very, like, much like the, the standard characters. Or, like, the blonde, she even comes in. She's like, yeah, I just dyed it. I just did this. Yeah. Like, and then the pothead is just the pothead, which I think is funny. Yeah, he doesn't change the whole time, which is great. Yeah. And then like uh, the 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 boy next door, he actually turns out to be a super nerd. Um that kind of thing. Like he's But he's on the football team with the other guy. So yeah. they're both like Yeah. They're both the so jobs, they're but all, actually they're all they're all like people. They're all the best version of what a person in college can be. Like couldn't be us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but I, I liked how they did, like, looking back, I think. Hold on, I'm looking at plot keywords on IMDb. It says Cabin in the wood, Cabin in the Woods. I see what you're about to highlight. And then it says Interrupted Sex, and then it says uh, Girl Stripped Down to Panties, <laughs> and then it says Lovecraftian. <laughs> <laughs> and then? I don't want to say that. My mom listens to this. She will. You do see boobs in the movie, which yes, you do. Whatever, that is I true. guess. <laughs> um, but they, in some way, they do serve a, a purpose. They serve a purpose. Yes, it's a shoehorned purpose. It's it's a superficial purpose. Yeah, like I understand the pr- basically the purpose was like to really because if you watch eighties horror. Like, you see boobs, yeah. So, like, the purpose was, and they set it up as, like, they set it up as um, another stereotype, like, you have to 
Like the yeah, the, it was one of the rules. Yeah, the the whore. She has you have to see her boobs, and they have to you know start to sleep together, but then it's interrupted, and she's the first one to die because because she's promiscuous and and the opposite of the pure and and clean that the last survivor has to be every time. But really, like they like they even say like they dumped her down. They they yeah they put a uh, something in her hair dye. Yeah, and it works slowly, so it's not immediate, which I think was also, interesting. I want to jump to the end uh, real quick, and then we'll sure. come back. But one of the last lines in the movie is, I don't think Kurt even has a cousin. And that's hilarious. Because the whole plot of the movie is they're going to Kurt's cousin's cabin that he just bought. Yeah. And then at the very end, he's like, you know, not, like now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think Kurt has a cousin. Very funny. Anyway. <laughs> I missed that line. That's funny. Let's see. It was nominated for a bunch of awards. But yeah, so from there, we kind of, we jump back and forth and they're kind of setting up what the, because um, we are learning that it's set up. Everything is set up. So we get to the, the gas station where everyone has to get out. Everyone has to talk to the old creepy man who's just rude for no reason. Very cryptic. Also has like a bloodshot eye and he comes out of nowhere just yelling. Yeah. He's mad because they're outsiders. Um, says well, something well, cryptic about the the, the place they're going. They did, they did do a breaking and entering on his gas station. Technically, they didn't go anywhere. Yeah, but he didn't like go in anywhere. They didn't go in anywhere. No, they were so they, they were in there looking around. Oh, I did. I missed that. I was writing something down. Oh, I was and writing down. Brought football, like, and everyone got out to get gas. <laughs> Stopped to look around. Should have kept going, is what I wrote. Um, but that's another thing. Like, it's very obvious to the viewer. But that's a horror movie for you. That's a typical... Yeah, there's one gas station on the way where someone will tell you something. It's exactly like a Creature, where they're driving around no, no, and they no. end creature up at the gas is like station. This. Let's not give Creature too much credit. Okay, I believe <laughs> Creature came first. Okay, and... but did, did Creature reach the audience where it would inspire it anybody besides my heart? <laughs> <laughs> it reached me i saw it in theaters that's incredible mm-hmm. i forgot that you had done that well to be fair i worked at the theater oh well so. <laughs> but it got a theatrical release <laughs> yeah we showed it <laughs> <laughs> that was a choice huh well it's um it's very much one of those like you gotta do it otherwise it doesn't it doesn't hit the formula and then they go and they go past the point of no return. Um, we should also say the heaviest reference in this movie is pretty obviously Evil Dead. Yeah. Even I know that. I haven't seen Evil, De- Evil Dead, but like. Okay, well, that's an issue. But. I started watching what it. Buzzmill had a, cabin... a horror movie night and they started showing Evil Dead. And I was like, this is kind of lame. <laughs> was it the new one or the old one? It was the old one. It doesn't matter. The, well, the old one's great. Okay, it does matter. Bruce Campbell is a legend. I'm well, not going to get into this. People right were like now. talking over it. I was drinking, so I was kind of done being there. We were also we were there for like three hours at that point. I was ready to go home. Um, and then also, okay. uh, it's just I don't like really gritty um, and gory movies. And in the first twenty minutes that I watched, I saw so much like blood. Um, you need to watch the trilogy as a whole. I think it will redeem the whole thing. For well, it's you. just one of the. I just don't have any interest because I know 
Like I'm sure well, I would like what? it eventually. Now but... we do this as a podcast. <laughs> so... I know. I need motivation to watch movies because otherwise I'm just gonna go back to YouTube and Red Dead. Like <laughs> I get that. Um, um, so so yeah, they reference Evil Dead pretty heavily, and one of the the things that kickstarts the whole thing is they're playing Truth or Dare for whatever reason. A bunch of adults are playing Truth or they're Dare. They're vaguely adults. They're adults that all have this tension, you know, like. They're all really they are comfortable. Yeah, they're all very comfortable. They're still young enough that um, you can sexualize them very easily, but they're not too old so that they're not relatable to anybody who had a youth um, or yeah. still in youth. And I think that's probably the point. Yeah. Because at this point, they were probably all in their 30s. I doubt they were in college, any of them. But you know that's no. They were they were well in real life, sure. But in in the movie, they were all they were all in college, like in the middle of college. Yeah, or maybe grad school. Thor lived in a dorm room, so yeah. Well, and they used to live in the dorms, but now they got like the girls used to live in the dorms, and now they live in an apartment and whatever. Like, but yeah, um, but Chris Hemsworth, one of them. What was his character name? Kurt. Kurt. He said he left all of his climbing gear in his dorm room. That's right. I remember that now. Which, Um, that's a plot point we'll have to talk about in a second. Because it's one of my favorite moments in the movie. Um, I didn't didn't love that, to be honest. (laughs) Oh, I loved it. I thought it was I think it fit very well, but uh, I'll get into my, um, I guess, complaints with it in a minute, but... But what I was getting at was one of the first things that happens is the cellar door flies open. Yes. Um, which is meant to be reminiscent of Evil Dead, where the the, the girl is in the cellar. And they go down there and start playing me. with stuff. First of all, the first thing that happens is the jock says, must have been the wind. Even though and, it flew up and open. And then it's Yeah, stuck, and the stoner's like, up. in what way does that make sense? Yeah. The stoner is... The voice of reason, which I think they usually are. They're kind of like the, you can't, <laughs> well, like, you, they, they say dumb things, but then it's like, they were right all along, um, to some extent, just like the... Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they go down, they start playing with stuff, they're all playing with things that could start their journey. Which, did you take note of what they were all playing with? So... The... Because I think we see, I think we see each of the monsters from the things that we're playing with. Like I think they highlight it, but I, I can't so. remember. So I know. Well, I don't know what the the film strip. I don't know. Because so the stoner was playing with. I film don't strip. either. Um, yeah. The the slut was playing with. Maybe we could call them by their names. I no, I like calling them by their stereotypes because it just She's it, the whore. The whore. Okay. She's playing with a necklace that's definitely from, from, from a, a wedding like a, dress. Yeah. Yeah, a wedding a bridal gown. Yeah. The jock is playing with a puzzle box that we do see later on. That was a direct reference to Hellraiser. Cool. That was meant to be the the cube that he has. That again means nothing to me. Wait, you haven't seen Hellraiser? Look at me. Who? I what? figured you we would started, have. We started this podcast for what? <laughs> so uh, where were we? The the boy next door, the love interest. He the uh, scholar. The scholar is what they called him. 
Okay. He is playing with a music box. Yeah, which was meant to be the, the ballerina with teeth yeah. for a face. Okay. Uh, and then the virgin, she finds a diary uh, and then reads some Latin at the end and it, it raises everybody from the dead. It raises the... Um, the Buckners. The Buckners. The, the what was it? What were they called? The hillbilly zombie the, family or something? Zombie. Zombie redneck. Zombified torture. pain worshiping. No, zombified torture redneck family. Something like that. Yeah. Which are redneck different. Torture which family. are something different like from zombies. Yeah. They're two different. Th- like an elephant and an elephant seal. <laughs> which was funny, but not accurate. Yeah. It's more like an elephant and a. Uh, some other pachyderm. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. It's like a bull, <laughs> a bull shark and a great white shark. Yeah. So also it was funny how they were taking bets on what was going to win. Like there was a, an office pool yeah. on which thing was going to get picked. Yeah. And then also the, the new guy, he's explaining to us. Or he, he's being explained the process. So we also learn the process. Yes, um, because he is us. But also we are... The ancient ones. Yeah, I hope it's not us because we get also. <laughs> there was a quip in there that I don't think was entirely fair, where maintenance maintenance had picked the Buckners and the intern wanted to pick them, and he was like, "If you win, you'll have to share it." And he was like, "Oh, come on, maintenance picks the same thing every year." And he was like, "Well, if they were creative, they wouldn't be in maintenance." And I don't know that that's fair, but it is funny. Very. Oh, that was very funny. And then, so that is the choice that wins. So they have to split it with the intern. Um, which, how long is this wild. kid an intern? I don't know, because he was like 38. And he knows but... that they pick it every year. Yeah. So Poor Ronald, man. Did you see Ronald dying on one of the monitors at the end? No. Yeah. Tragic. Um, it didn't feel good. Well, I wouldn't imagine so. And then also, well, I guess we'll get there. So they go down to the basement, the zombies start, and then uh, then they are... Then the blonde, Which, like this, the whore, she like, lo- she's completely gone. She's like a hundred percent slut now. She's hitting yeah, she's all the dancing. Men. Yeah, yeah. I also wanted to point out. I think it was funny that the the fool, the stoner, was yes. like, "Okay, don't don't read the Latin." Yeah, like we've come this far. Don't read the Latin. Don't read the Latin. Don't play with anything, everybody. Like. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but then, yeah, so they go up and she's just completely, she's in her stereotype. Uh, and then the jock, he's acting out of character for him. And the stoner points it out. He's like, since when has she been a big, like, celebutard? Cele- yeah. When, since when has the, the jock. Hurts a sociology a major. He's in yeah. a full academic scholarship. Yeah. And he's calling people, what do you call it? Egghead. 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 Yeah. So it's like. They're fully into their stereotypes now. Um, and then... And we see, like, we see the people controlling it, pumping pheromones and stuff into the environment. Yeah, making it so very, we... very, like, controlled. <clears throat> but they yeah. even, they make a point of mentioning that it all has to be of their own free will, but they are controlling their free will to some extent. Yeah. So, which I They're think is interesting. They're rigging the game They're as rigging... much as they can. Yeah. So, because they go out into the woods to to make out and etc. Um, from their own free will, but I guess that does lead the, the to the questions like, is it their free will if they're so pumped up with stuff that makes them? I mean, it's perceived as such. So, does it matter? 
I like I I I don't think it's really their free will, uh, but I think that to I think to that they, I think to, to a, a viewer that wasn't omniscient like we are, yeah, then it wouldn't matter. Oop. I dropped. Something. Also, I thought it was funny that they were like adjusting temperature control and stuff to make the perfect setting. They were dimming and raising the lights and yeah. Yeah. yeah, it really that that scene did show how much control that they had though. Like um they can control the temperature, they can control the pheromones, so they can tr- can control what they're feeling. Uh they can control the lighting, they can control everything. And then she gets they get attacked, the couple does, and she gets beheaded. Um, pretty, pretty quickly too. Pretty quickly. Yeah, so that There's is There's not of a lot complaints. of nonsense. Yeah, so of course we see her boobs first because we have to. But I think one of my only complaints really is that I think that some things were just like it's a very slow build and then it's so fast paced. So I I get that, but I also appreciate it because there's a lot of beats that they want to hit in this story. Yeah, and it's it's kind of and I get that. I feel like with the overall scope of it, it kind of fits. Yeah, I just, it felt very rushed to me, because she's just, like, she's just beheaded, and that's that. And then but also, I also feel I noticed, like it would be rushed, you Yeah, know? and, like, I get that. Um, And then another death later on, though, I thought was just, like, okay. Are you talking about... Actually, well, both we'll, of the we'll other two. Well, so, yeah, we'll so, there. yeah. But, yeah, so, the jock, he makes it back, because he's big and strong. One thing I did notice is when um they are shown her head again, the the horse head it seems like it's her natural color her hair does yeah um i i also could just be blood yeah but we don't know her natural color <laughs> true so uh it's like it's a different color one thing i will color, say so is what a fantastic prop head like yeah. as severed heads in movies go that one was really good maybe it was the real thing have you seen her in anything since no, I guess so. I haven't. So the guy, the big, scary Buckner, yeah, walks in with the head and he tosses it to the the girl, and she catches it. I feel like a head, which weighs, as we all know, seven pounds, because of the Will Smith movie about the weight of a human head, seven pounds. I feel like That's another movie I haven't seen. <laughs> it's not about human heads, but. I know that line, so let's move on. (laughs) So, uh, when she catches it, I feel like, I feel like it would have had, like, he tosses it to her and she catches it like a beach ball. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that probably would have knocked her down. I don't know. I think if someone threw me Zelda, I would catch her. uh, Let's say that she didn't immediately try to murder me. But, like, I don't, I think I would, like, catch her and kind of, like, move with the weight a little. But, like, I don't think it would be, like, seven pounds isn't that heavy. It's not that heavy, but it's heavier than you'd be expecting in that moment. You know what I mean? I suppose. But also, anyway. but also, she'd be filled with adrenaline, so like your muscles, they work extra. That's what I'll say for that. Now I'm making okay. excuses for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, which really, it would just be like an acting thing in that moment. But like, no, I think that they, um, the acting was great also. I'll just go ahead and say it. It was really good, yeah. Everyone was really for, good in their parts. For what it is. For, like, were very believable. Um Jesse Williams. Don't know. He's the scholar. Yes. He's, I think you mentioned that. He... Big <laughs> crush on him. Big, big crush. He's um, one of my favorite actors. He's also in Detroit Become Human. 
uh, which I haven't played. I think that you would like it now that it's $20. Well, that does change things. Yeah. I pre-ordered it and I really enjoyed it, but um, I finished my playthrough and then I didn't touch it again. So it's got a lot of replayability and I just uh, haven't. I got the ending that I wanted and then I stopped. But um, he's yeah, he's in that and he's he's really good in that, too. Everyone is good in that game, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, No. I I won't say everyone was good in that game, but let's move on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so right then, the the jock kind of comes to his senses. He's like, no matter what, we shouldn't split up. We're stronger together, which everyone knows is not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, it smash cuts to the guys at the desk controlling everything, and they're, like, groaning. Yeah, they're like, ah, you can't do that. That's going to ruin it. I do wonder, because, like, the pheromones made sense to me, but right then when he changed his mind, that didn't that didn't make sense to me. I am not a biochemist, and I've never claimed to be. No kidding. But there could be something that, that would you make you... you need to split up? Well, that would make you feel uneasy about a choice. Like, even... I don't know about a gas, but there are... Well, because that, that would make sense to me. Like, I just wanted more of an explanation of that instead of like, oh, we're going to press this magic button and now we've changed his mind. Because that, that was one thing. Because everything well, else is, saw, is influenced. He, yeah, he's breathed something in. saw a gas being pumped through the fence. Yeah, but I didn't... The explanation to me wasn't good enough for like... I, I think what they were going for was that they created enough unease that he was second-guessing his decisions. Okay, in that case, I liked it again. But I don't know what that gas would be. If anything, I would think it would be um, like a musical, like a tone. Because there are certain tones you can play to make people feel uneasy. Oh, I know about that. It's actually what they do in Insidious and Paranormal Activity. I would think it'd be something like that. But it's also a movie. Like, it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. movie You have to, like, you have to kind of... Um, suspension of disbelief but for that one like i think everything else was explained so well to to some extent that yeah like that one was just like oh now they have a magical button that can fix that um so that that was just like a minor complaint really um but from there they decide to split up naturally yeah and then zelda get out of the trash i ate a pop tart earlier and she really likes um, Pop-Tart wrappers. It's her favorite toy. <laughs> I spent $30 on new toys for her today. Did you get Pop-Tart wrappers? Yeah, but they still have Pop-Tarts in them. Oh, well, that's an issue. Yeah, so from there, they split up. Um, the zombies are attacking them from their windows. Um, they they So these zombies are also kind of intelligent. They are using I tools. wonder... This is something that I've thought. I wonder if they're intelligent enough to understand that there's an order that they have to do this in. I would think so, since that's what they were kind of doing. Well, no, because they were attacking indiscriminately. Yeah. So I don't think so. So, And we'll we'll get to that in a second. But I think the next scene worth talking about is the scene... Well, okay, so we skipped over while uh, Kurt and Jules are outside... Marty is the stoner. Marty is in his bedroom reading Little Nemo, which I haven't read. I'm sure it's a great read. He said but he was going to go read a pic. He was going to go read a book with pictures in it. 
Yes, and I don't know if Little Nemo has pictures, but I bet it does. I'm assuming so. But, so, um, um, so there was a voice whispering when he was saying, "Don't read the Latin." There was a voice whispering, "Read yeah, it, read it, read it out loud, read it out loud." And then, um, and then in his bedroom, there was a voice whispering, "I'm going to go for a walk." Yeah, and he gets up and does a whole speech about he's he's the master of his own destiny, and he's not a little puppet. And then he he's says, gonna "I'm going to go for a walk." walk. <laughs> Which is very funny. Uh, yeah, so that's how we, that's how the jock comes back, because he's about to get stabbed by uh, one of the zombies. Which, yeah, the zombies, they're smart enough, they're using tools, they're using a bear trap to... On a chain. On a chain. A bear uh, trap on a chain. Like Scorpio. Get over here. Exactly, thank you. They're using knives, they're breaking windows, they're using ladders. Or, they're, like, they're opening the hatch and stuff. Like, they're using, they're using their thumbs. And their brains, so they're not just yeah. like, so they're not they are they're reanimated. They're not even just zombies because zombies are dumb. So there is a big difference um, between just zombies and zombified. Well, and that also makes me wonder about the part that we're getting up to, which is so after they all separate, uh, they regroup in the basement. They all find different ways. Oh yeah, down and to then the they base. lock the doors on them, like the whoever controls it, like they they lock the doors. So I think. I kind of wish they had stuck to one, um, like, a couple of tropes I think would have been good. Like, there's a storm, so that's why. And I don't understand that, like, the tunnel, it didn't work out the way it was supposed to. But, like, a storm to wash out the, the road or something instead of just, like... The tunnel. Well, it was yeah, meant to be there... the tunnel collapse. No, I know. But, like, um, more of a reason than, like, they saw the explosions. But we'll get there. But um, but that wasn't meant to be. But, yeah, we'll get there. Um, yeah, I felt like some of it was kind of heavy-handed. So, like, when they close the doors on them it's like okay that i think that would have been better for like a ghost or a a poltergeist kind of thing well and another thing they did was so there's a guy that kind of leans down into the the basement where they're all at and she stabs a crowbar through his head yeah but he keeps going and she i guess i guess she cuts him enough that he forgets that he's a zombie and just dies i don't know she stabbed him in the neck a lot which maybe that's how you get rid of a zombie yeah, I that I was kind of confused on the rules of the zombies there too because I'm pretty sure he also comes back later. I think he does, but a a big thing that happened there was you see after that they flip a switch and you see a little static electricity between her hand and the knife she stabbed him with and she drops it. Yeah. And so that was interesting and also how did they do that? I don't know. Yeah, so I think while the movie is very fun and very good, I think there's just, like, little details that did bother me throughout it, but nothing's perfect, you know? And then also the the rules just kind of seemed... But I think I think what they were going for was a, like, a quasi-explanation for why people in horror movies act so different, like, counterintuitively. Yes. Like, if you, no, if you have a knife, you why would you ever that. put it down? Yeah. And it shocks her, so she drops it, and then she's not even, like, she's so in the moment, she's not thinking about why she just dropped the knife. She just drops it. Yeah. And then, so they they escape, um, <clears throat> and they get into the RV that they came in on. Oh, also, the stoner gets got. He gets pulled away. He gets pulled off screen. He gets pulled off screen, but... And blood comes an- up from where he's at. Yeah, and then another another movie trope, you don't see the death on screen it didn't happen. Of course, he comes up later. They get to the tunnel, and they're getting to the tunnel, and the the man upstairs, did he have something to do with it? 
Well, the man upstairs is Sigourney Weaver. Okay. But because so, they were saying that there was interference from upstairs and that's why the tunnel never. I, collapsed. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was meant to be other than something went wrong. Oh, you know what? Actually, I do know what it was meant to be. Um, so at this point, there was an electrical interference is what they said. And this mm-hmm. is while Marty, who is presumed dead, is in the elevator messing with all of the wires. Okay. So I believe that was intended to be that. Okay. Also, when they they break the vial and, and sacrifice his blood to the gods or whatever, uh, there's an earthquake. Mm-hmm. Which is them, the ancient ones not being pleased with an off-screen death okay sure uh yeah so we go from there um and they get to the tunnel and they end up having to manually blow it up uh like the 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 controllers um and yeah so they were almost out yeah they were almost free the tunnel is the beginning of the controlled area yes basically so once they leave that, they can't get out. And there is a, there's an invisible wall, literally, um, between the outside world and them. They back up, they get out of the tunnel safely, and then they decide to try to jump the gap. The jock does. Um, on a dirt bike. On a dirt bike. Because he's, he's done like jumps boss. further than that. But... Which there was no ramp, so he intended to bunny hop across a ravine. But whatever. Maybe he can, you know? Well, no, because he, he did go... So there wasn't a, a ramp, but he did, like... He was making it far enough across. Like, well, with yeah, the trajectory that he the had. I know, I know. But <coughs> the trage- trajectory that they showed, he had it. But, yeah, he there's an invisible wall that they didn't know about. We saw it earlier because a bird flew yeah, into it. Yeah, when a bird flew into it. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite parts in the movie. I thought it was kind of cheap. It was a cheap death. But, like, I get it. It was cheap, but it was hilariously cheap. Yeah, and he just bounces off the wall the whole way down. Yeah, it makes you wonder how deep that was. Yeah. And then also, would the physics work of him hitting it, going out, and then hitting it over and over again? Because I don't think so. But No, but maybe there might be something that could be done. If he's tumbling... And his legs are hitting it and then falling back and then his head's hitting it and falling back. And there's no resistance pushing him away. That could be something. Also, if the bike tire is spinning, that could create some kind of something. There's ways it could work. There's ways it also, could work. The wall could be slanted. But it it didn't look like it was. Not enough <laughs> to make a difference. But yes, it is It is a movie. So It is a movie. <laughs> And, and that was needed, funnier. Yeah, and we needed to see how deep the, that it went as well. So at this point, it's just the Virgin and the Scholar. And they start to drive back. And she's kind of realizing, there's no hope. They, like, there's nothing that we can do. We're trapped here. Because they also, they saw the explosions in the tunnel. So Which the, was, the wall has been breaking. Yeah, they weren't meant to see that. They weren't meant to see the wall. They start to go back and she's just like, what's the point? Like... There's nothing, there's nothing. And then he's the voice of reason. He's like, hey, no, we're going to be, we're going to be fine. Um, We're like, we're going to make it happen. They can't, they can't keep us forever, whatever. Uh, And then all of a sudden he gets stabbed through the neck 
And so they crash into the lake. From behind. From behind. So that's another thing. Like, that zombie was there the whole time, and they didn't notice because they had a full house for a second. Yeah. But I I believe they didn't check the back seat, which is one of the rules of the zombie apocalypse. one of the rules of any horror movie. Yeah. But specifically, I'm talking about Zombieland. Oh, yeah. That's true. I've seen that one. Okay, there we go. That's something. It's been a minute, but I've seen it. (laughs) So they crash into a lake. She escapes. One of the zombies is trying to get her. But at this point, you're led to believe that everybody's dead. They're saying that the virgin, she she doesn't have to die. But if she does, it has to be last. So so she's getting beat up by another zombie on the pier because she makes it out. And then the zombie that she was stabbing earlier comes up. Is that the same one? It's he had the same hook. Well, yeah, he so, had the yeah he had the bear trap on a stick. Yeah, the bear or a, trap a string or whatever. On a, yeah, on a chain. So like I don't know, zombies all look the same to me. To be honest, that's racist. I knew you were gonna say that against zombies. You know what? I'm sticking to it. So everyone's celebrating because. You kind of you're learning that with these sacrifices, they have avoided the end of the world, and so everybody's celebrating. And then the emergency phone rings, and that's yes, how the they find phone. out. Yeah, that's how they find the out. red rotary phone on the wall that clearly never ever rings. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Shut up, shut up!" <laughs> like nobody speak. Turn the music off. So they they learn that that one of them hasn't really died, and that's when Marty pops up, the stoner, the fool. He's actually probably the smartest one there, practically. Yeah. Like, he, he survived, he, he chopped the up a zombie with it. Yeah, and then he's also, his knowledge comes in handy for, like, getting the elevator open to where or where the um, the control Which center is. Which was interesting, because I, I work in technology, and just eyeballing an elevator, I'm not sure I would know how to force it to go down, so... Props to him, you know? Yeah, so this is where the movie also kind of... So the the movie is slowly changing pace, but this is where it it picks up a lot, which I think is good. I think maybe that was my issue. It's a slow burn, and then all of a sudden there's a death, there's a death, there's a death. Which I I understand is how movies go. For the sake of character development, because we, we learn a lot about who the characters are through Marty, but over the course of all of the slow build. yeah. So it means more when they are being picked off. Yeah, and they also say that like the the virgin, she doesn't have to die, but she does have to suffer. And so she's she's suffered like she lost her best friend, she lost her her new love interest. She's yeah. lost the people important to her right away. She's also been beat up. She's lost all hope. Like you can see that she's lost all hope. Which I do I do wonder how she would have like if that was the end of the game, how um how she would have gotten out. What do you mean? Like, because she doesn't have to die, and so they were ready to, like, end it, you know, because everybody was celebrating. Like, if she had escaped... I think if she made it to Sunrise, in horror movie fashion, if she made it to Sunrise, she would have walked off into the Sunrise and hitched a ride and gotten home. Okay. Because, like, practicality-wise, like, they cut off her exit point. Yeah, that there would have been something done about that. There there always is if she's going to survive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A boat would have come or something. Um, oh, one question I have. What happened in 98? <clears throat> they did. They referenced 98. They referenced they? 98. There was a glitch, but... You know what? I think that is a movie reference. Let me check. Cool. 
from there they go in and this is where the movie does kind of it takes a a different turn it's where the two different because they're they're parallel stories but this is where they really collide they uh they're seeing all the other options for the monsters so the first one that comes up is a werewolf um oh hold on i have the answer yes to what happened in 98 and i can't believe that i forgot about uh the faculty with elijah wood which okay so the faculty was an alien movie with elijah wood in 98 i've seen it it wasn't very good i'm gonna be honest uh, but it says I'm reading an article from what culture right now. Uh, and it says that in the faculty, that's meant to be a reference to the faculty because the students survive from a homemade drug in the movie that they cook up in the school. So, okay. and they, they do say in the cabin ke- in the it woods, the chem, it was the chems. It was the chem department's fault. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. Also, I have a copy of the faculty. And if it's bad, I'm in. <laughs> it is bad. I, another <laughs> thing everyone should know about me it. is I love bad movies. They're my favorite. Like, I've seen The Room probably 15 times. Not literally. Dude. Probably only like eight or nine, but still too many. Um, I've also seen like his next movie. Oh, I'm in. Um, and then, so after we get through the movie, I'll just run through the trivia on IMDb because I'm seeing some interesting things. So I'll mention it later. So they go through, and so you see uh, a poltergeist, or what you can assume to be a poltergeist. You can you see the the werewolf. You see the um, Hellraisers. Is it? Yeah, it was it was a, a version of Hellraiser. Yeah. Um. You see. It was a nod. Yeah. You see. Um. So I'm I'm curious. You see. I'm I'm sure you see everybody's um uh, like what they were playing with because you see Hellraiser. That was the puzzle box that um that Thor was playing with. Um, I believe. Which, okay. So the there's a scene where. And we're going to get to it in a minute. After after they purge the system. Yes. There's a part where it really focuses in on one woman approaching one person on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was the bride. Okay. So we see that. We see the puzzle box. Um, we've already seen the redneck zombified torture zombies. I'm not really sure what the film was. And I'm not really sure. Oh, and then the music box. Uh, we see the ballerina. Yes. With razor teeth for a face. So I'm still yeah, not really sure what the, the. Yeah, I'm still not really sure what the the film roles were, but maybe it was like he was he you know he knew what to do. Maybe it was like an allegory. He knew what they were supposed to do because because he was looking at the movie. That could also be it. That would make sense. It would make sense having gone through this movie it would make sense yeah so you see a bunch of the different monsters and then you also see like you see a killer clown that's dressed like a killer clown from outer space like it's the same color scheme um or something similar and then also like it uh so it's a double reference um so i think he has the same hair as it and then the same color scheme as killer clowns from outer space i'm hopping in on the wiki for the movie the fandom wikia um so Kevin is one of the monsters seen on the whiteboard, but nobody bets on him. Uh, he's a sweet-looking guy who on the surface appears normal, but underneath is a psychotic killer who dismembers people. He is summoned by a film strip. Okay, I can see that now. I, I see oh, that in the yeah, IMDb. The IMDb. <laughs> Kevin, one of the monsters on the whiteboard, is a tribute to the Elijah Wood character of the same name in Sin City. 
And the original Frank Miller graphic novel. Frank Miller, I know that name. What else has he done? Like, I think I know more than just his movies. Like, I know his name. I know a lot of his movies, and I know I've actually not liked most of them, despite what people tell me. That's funny. Although 300 was good. Anyway, so... 300? Whatever. Um, What are we up to now? Uh, so they're, they get out of the system, uh, or so they're, they're stuck in this elevator and they're kind of just placed in the middle of all these monsters and it zooms out. You see like the, the clown, you see Battlebot. One thing I wanted to point out was, and I pointed out while we were watching it, there are two or three of the like chief zombies from Left 4 Dead in those boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know there's a boomer and I think there's also a... The the slinky one that spits his tongue out. I can't remember what those are called. I think they're called spitters. Uh, well, no, because there's a spitter that spits like... Oh, there's also the witch. Bile. There's those in there. And there was actually a planned uh, Left for Dead 2 map for this game. Where you were going to play through uh, starting in the cabin and working your way down through the elevators and, and out. That's fun. And it never got made. But they were they were in partnership, and that's why they're still in the movie, which is unfortunate because that would have been a great addition to that game. That would have been very fun. So from there, they they so they're like, okay, because if you can kill both of them, that was the rule. Like if you could kill both of them, as long as she died at the same time or last, it was okay. But if you couldn't kill both of them, they didn't want to risk only killing her because if she dies first that's the end that's game over um for the world the world is going to end it sounded like they were going to drop the elevator and so they were trying to get her out of the elevator uh and then he the the guard gets distracted for a second by the cut up zombie zombie hand zombie zombie arm yeah that kind of just fell in by accident yeah good work zombie arm they throw him up against the wall and he dies instantly which he might have been knocked out. That might have been a concussion. There was, there was blood against the wall. A and it bad slid concussion. Down. Yeah, he slid down and the blood followed him. So, and then he. I looked, don't know. Like he I don't know if dead, you've ever hit your like, head pretty good. Not that bad. But like there are times when I bump my head and I'm like, "This is it. It's it's over for me." How often do you bump your head? And how hard do you hit it? <laughs> not as often anymore. I'm going to be honest. Now that I've grown up, I don't bump my head as often. <laughs> okay. I don't know. You you can die from having your head slammed into a wall. Like, that's that's not the least believable no, thing I in know, this movie. No, I know, but it was zombies. just like he had just a little baby head. It was soft right there. <laughs> like, because they didn't push, like, they didn't even push him that hard. Um, he just died. <clears throat> and then they took his gun. And so they're, the, the the two of them are running through the building now. And they're getting well. This is so immediately after the elevator, they go into a control room. Well, hold on. They're they're being told. They're being explained by um, the voice upstairs, saying like, "You guys don't understand. You need to do this. For it's it's for the betterment of the world. Like we're the world's going to end if you two don't die. You're going to have to sacrifice the greater good. So you guys have to. Like, sorry, this sucks. I know, but." And that's one thing. She's like, I'm sorry you've been through all this. It really should have been quicker. Yeah, like, like they're, because the point is not, it seemed, not to make them suffer more than absolutely necessary 
for the gods to be appeased. Yeah. Um, so then they, like, while she's explaining that, the voice is explaining that, you see a bunch, of, a ton of armed guards, they look like SWAT, coming through with big guns surrounding them on either side. So they run into the control room. And then they look at all these buttons that should, frankly, shouldn't be there. So I could see. Also, their security wasn't very good. If their they... security was not, but it was not meant to be guarding that. No, they no, found no, that's... a back door. No, no, no. I understand that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, so they they end up they pre- they flip a switch and press a button that says purge the system, and it just opens the elevators. What I'm saying is, once the elevators are open, it gets into all floors and all offices of the building. I feel like there should have been more of a failsafe for that. Yes, but you're forgetting about BattleBot, who could have cut through anything. And that's fine. Because BattleBot is the best. <laughs> What's BattleBot from? Uh, it It is from a movie. I can't remember which one, but I think about it from the TV show BattleBots. Okay. Or battle, battle. It was something like that. They used to build robots and, and fight them against each other. Remember oh, that? yes. Like it that was one like of those a real thing. It, it was it like had a competition a thing. Tail with a yes. with a, a saw. It was sick. Yeah, I remember that. Now that you mention it, what was I saying? I don't know. You were saying the purge button doesn't need to be there. I could. Oh, the purge doesn't button doesn't need to be there. That's one. I but could two, see. That's not really. If the you're issue. designing this whole complex, I could see putting that in for some unforeseen reason. Sure, but then also part two. I think there should have been more of a. Um, there should have been a door, another door, besides what BattleBot could get through. Because if they but have, as we if they know, have bulletproof glass for the control room. <clears throat> Then... But if you've ever seen a horror movie, a door and guns aren't going to stop any of it anyway. No, but it would have slowed it down enough that they could have maybe evacuated or um, come up with another another solution. But, like, all hell breaks loose immediately because even though they deal with scary monsters where there's an option for the doors to just open where you are, they just, it's like, ah, yeah, that connects to everything. This is an open air concept. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Um, and also it feels like there should also just be more security. Um, like you should have to have a badge to be able to get this far and to get into this area. But instead there's just monsters everywhere. Like it does. Monst- okay. Like, but it like does Scooby-Doo make for 2 like monsters two unleashed on the lawn. No, for sure. And I'm not two saying that Two of the best shots in the movie are the elevators. The first and the second time. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's not it. I'm just saying like. That part kind of lost me. It's like, oh, it really broke loose this this quickly. I think it would have been more fun to see BattleBot saw through a door. And I think it would have been more um, believable in that world where they have so much control over every single thing. But they don't, they ha- they're not prepared for if this were to get loose somehow. I think they were prepared for, like, if one of them were to get loose. Sure. But there's a button that says Purge System. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think at that point you have to prepare for the worst case scenario, which is now the end of the world, but not until you've been torn to shreds and eaten inside out. Also, spoiler alert, if everything gets out, the world's probably going to end anyway. Sure. But 
You don't know that. I'm just saying, <laughs> if they got them all in there somehow, they have they have expertise in capturing or getting these I, things. Well, and I think it's funny that one of the things on the board for the betting was the zoology department. Um, that's funny. That is funny. because it's not zoology at that point. <laughs> it's cryptozoology. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Look, cryptozoology is a science, but oh, no, no, no. Hold on, a, hold on, hold on. Shut up for a second. Hold on for a second. Uh, what I'm saying is that cryptozoology proper is like studying different species of frogs because you think one of them might be a new spe- species that you haven't seen in yet, and it's not documented. That's what it is proper. What it has been co-opted as is Bigfoot and Mothman. And I recognize yes. that, okay? But I don't need to justify myself to you. <laughs> I don't need to justify myself <laughs> anyway. to you. Um, so then we meet the man upstairs who is Sigourney Weaver. Who's Sigourney Weaver, which I was not expecting. Because I know like the, the cast was pretty small like everyone was mostly unknown like even so thor's in it but it was it was filmed and finished before thor was out which they didn't know it was going to be such a smash hit so this was meant to be one of his early movies Yeah. yeah and instead like he is he like thor came out first because of some of the production issues or something which we'll probably talk about in a minute so like it has Chris Hemsworth in it, which at when he was cast and when they filmed it, and by the time they had finished it, from my understanding, like he was a nobody. So um, yeah. the cast was very small, and then all of a sudden Sigourney Weaver's there, and you laughed uh, when we were watching because I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> but um, she she has some kind of history with Joss Whedon. No, and like I think she, she? I I don't know I don't know. But she was perfect for the role. It was just one of those, like... I don't uh-huh. remember her being in Firefly. I don't think she was. Surely she was in something. I don't know. But yeah, no, it was perfect. Like she, yeah, she was perfect for the role. But um, Also, like, a classic horror throwback. Yeah. Alien. If you count cosmic horror as horror, which I do. I haven't seen that movie, but I know the reference. Oh my gosh. All right, that's on the list. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. We So we do have like a literal list. Okay, so Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. Oh, I need to add Alien. That's what I was doing. You'll thank me when you're editing for trying to keep this on the rails. I know what I signed <laughs> up for, all right. Um, What was it? Day of the Dead? No, wrong. What was it? Evil Dead. Evil Dead. So... We see them purge the system, which purging the system... <laughs> uh, so purging the system is letting all the monsters out uh, a yes. wave at a time. A very so, essential button, as mm-hmm. we have decided together. Yes. Well, so they... Um, the All the guards that are in, like, SWAT gear, like, they are demolished. And the, the white room turns red. Um, yes. Which it was a, like a, a clinical Yeah, it level was like clinical room. white. It was clean. It was spotless. It was not that for long. 
And then just more waves of the the people come down and more waves of monsters come out and we kind of see like a lot of references there. Um, yeah. A, definitely a lot of um, a lot of little pieces of things happening that we see. Um, so we see like the bride, we see or potentially the bride, we see that poltergeist, we see the, the hell, hell man. man. Um, oh, it's Hellraiser. Hellraiser. <laughs> um, we see the zombies proper. We see a lot of really uh, stereotypical things, and then also some original things. Oh, we didn't even touch on um, Japan. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. We talked about it a little bit, but so so Japan, um, they Japan were also failed. yeah. So every all it seemed like all countries they had this task of trying to create this. We see everybody failing. So we see like King Kong at one point. It looked like there was a, a disaster movie, maybe. There was, and then there was the, there was something else. And then there was the Japanese school, which, yeah, we did touch on, um, where the, the, the nine-year-old girls, they end up um, trapping the spirit that was trying to kill all of them. Um, and in a frog. In a, in a happy frog. And the evil has been defeated. And that's a meme, which I taught Tanner. And yes, I didn't actually know that. Yeah. So Japan has failed. So it's up to America. And at this point, it's... it's So Sigourney Weaver, she's explaining, like, we have eight minutes until the sunrise. Because, you know, the horror movie, it has to take place at night. Once you hit the sunrise, that's it. I've played, uh, I've played um, Friday the 13th. Once you get the sunrise, you win the game. Um... Also, um, because we are kind of glancing over, and I mean, we it's not like we're not taking up enough time. Right. Um, we are kind of glancing over some of the references. If For you one, want I a don't really remember good video. Them. <laughs> yeah, and if you, if you are listening to this, you want a really good video that points out all those references, uh, the one that I watched was by Good Bad Flicks on YouTube. And you can just search every reference in Cabin in the Woods. Um, and you and I can watch it together after this. Oh, yeah, it's, I want it's to. Relatively short. Yeah. And then also, uh, like, we're definitely not getting into all the, the details and what makes it charming. Because us explaining it is yeah. not charming necessarily. Um, so we're doing, we're doing an analysis charming. and a review. This guy went through and watched the movie several times and, like, paused it and isolated the references specifically. Which so, is what I was going to do on my own anyway. I have timestamps uh, for when I was going to go back and pause and just look at it. Um, but I am also uneducated, so I wouldn't understand a lot of the things. Um, well, there you go. So I'm glad that we have a professional on our side. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so from there, uh, Sigourney Weaver is explaining. Is she? She's kind of like the voice of god at this point she's she's implied i I would call her the director she's yeah she's the director uh which in movies is the voice of god um and also that might actually be what she's credited as yeah because they keep calling her the voice upstairs they also one thing i did appreciate is actually look and see what she's credited as yeah so at least i didn't catch anything indicating who she like they just kept saying, like, it was from upstairs, the voice upstairs, like, I think. So it was an extra twist when it was like, oh, you think we're talking about God? Because they keep referencing below, and it seems like the devil. Um, and then 
And then um, it's Sigourney Weaver, which is just so unexpected. Um, yeah. But also in such a not fun and good unmerited. Way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, so she's explaining that to them. And uh, at this point, so they are mostly, they seem like they're, they've, they're safe. Um, but then, uh, so she's explaining all this. The virgin, she has the gun at this point that they picked off the guy, um, that with a soft head and she points it at the fool because if she kills him right then, then that's it. The world is saved. But he doesn't really want it, which I think is also kind of selfish of him. Can you the see director. that? That's very good. She is credited as the director. Very there we nice. go. So he, I think it was kind of selfish of him to not want to die and not be okay with it. Yes. But on the other hand, I understand his reasoning that if you have to every year torture five people, that's yeah, not a great system but to begin the, with. Right, but the, the counter is, okay, every human soul is going to suffer and be tortured in just a second. Well, if you want to get into philosophy, it could be argued that our version of human existence is inherently unnatural and unstable. Well, I agree, but <laughs> let's not go there. Um, but um, so he she's like about to pull the trigger but then um werewolf comes up and tries to (laughs) eat the virgin um and she doesn't die right away so which also there's a guy credited in this movie as werewolf wrangler very funny so i think i knew that i think that's just a fact i knew but i i didn't know it was for cabin in the woods yeah, so she gets attacked, so the fool doesn't die, and then Sigourney Weaver attacks, and then a, a little girl with an axe comes down, and that's patience. Buckner. I know that's I know that's patience. She's she's from the original family trying to kill the the main cast. Yeah, she's but, the girl who wrote the diary. Yes, and then another thing that doesn't make sense to me is Sigourney Weaver sees this coming, like she she's facing it, and then she still gets on top of him so she tries to like get him off. i don't know if she really sees it but it seemed like she should have it seemed like she should have i think probably uh she She saw her hobbling over there and she was like i can get this shot off first yeah i guess time was of the essence yeah but um she gets she gets axed so it doesn't really matter Um, axed in the back and then kicked off a in the head like in the back of the head. head. That's right. Uh, soft heads all around. Now I understand. It could have been a really I understand. Good axe. I understand. An axe can do that damage. Um, <laughs> she gets kicked off the edge and she just falls into the void. And now there's no way to kill the fool. And so, and also the werewolf runs away because he shoots the werewolf. So even after all that, he's like the the friends are still protecting each other. Um, and then they kind of just decide, like, what can you do? Let's smoke a joint and watch <laughs> the world in. Let's smoke a joint and be front front, front uh, row, front row for the end of the world. And then a bunch of rumbles happen, and this huge, like, everything collapses. There's some good dialogue pops out. when yeah. they're just sitting there. Yeah. There's some, some quality. That's when he says, I don't think Kurt even has a cousin. Um, and then... They talk about giant angry gods and 
I wish we could have seen them and that would have been a fun weekend. Yeah. And all that stuff. There's it, some good dialogue there. There's some good, yeah, some good, like, putting a bow on it. And then everything collapses. And... And a giant hand and comes giant out of the hand earth. comes out of the earth. And it looks like something's about to climb out. And then it says Cabin in the Woods again. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> um, which... The ending, I think, was... It was abrupt. Um, but also, like... Eh. You know? I think it... I think it, it was intended to be abrupt and not... Not necessarily not satisfying, but not satisfying in the traditional sense. Yeah. Which I think is fine. But I didn't... I didn't like it. But I also understand I don't think you're supposed to like that. You know? Yeah. I think it was well done. Well, um, that's, and I don't, I don't that know. That is the entire point is for you to not like it because you are the hand. Yeah. So, which the audience spoke. Um, but it's it's got a cult. It's a cult classic for sure. I know that, like, just from from my awareness of pop culture. But um, yeah, I did really enjoy it. I thought it was very charming. I don't know that I would watch it again, other than to catch the references. But I watching it a lot with people who haven't seen it it's not one sit and rewatch on my own because i i've seen it plenty at this point yeah you were talking about not even watching it with me (laughs) yeah yeah you were like i'm gonna watch and i was like you know what i might play a game while you do that and then just hop in for the decision yeah but no that i rewatched it it's it's always fun and i never don't enjoy it yeah but like i've seen it a lot at this point yeah, I believe that. Like, I think it's it's something that I'll show people. But like, I've already I talked to um, the two people that I would think about showing it to, and they've already seen it. So maybe I'll make my mom watch it. Um, yeah, if you're if you're listening, and I'm, I hope you will be. She will be because I'm here. Uh, you should check it out. It's a good movie. Yeah, and now that and we have spoiled the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe watch it before. The, tell your mom to watch it and then listen to this. Yeah, watch it on Hulu and then... She can have my Hulu login. She has her own, dude. <laughs> um, I also have my own, but it's got commercials. Hers doesn't, but she also has the live TV. Um, and ooh, so that's fancy. Can I have her Hulu login? No, because <laughs> it, it you have to log in from the same IP address that it's registered oh, to no. every 30 days. So that's why I have a different Hulu because I like I literally I couldn't even I would understand if I couldn't watch the live stuff, but I couldn't watch anything. <laughs> I like That's so annoying. Yeah, so I um with our phone plan we get free Hulu with ads. So I got that account and it's like I appreciate it. Free is free, you know. But yeah. um there's seven ads on Hulu. Yeah. Total. That's true. And when I'm watching like <laughs> Cowboy Bebop and I have to watch the same seven ads over and over at the beginning, middle, and end of each episode. It's like... Yeah. I yeah. So now I watch with an ad blocker. <laughs> which the <laughs> So the browser that I use, the one with the lion, uh, it has a built-in ad blocker that um, I think tricks the system into thinking I don't have it on or something. Because it never comes up. Because if I'm using Chrome and it has an ad blocker, it's like... Do you want to watch this or not? Because if you do, you have to watch this ad. And it's like, but then this, I don't, I don't usually have any ads. That's an aside. 
we should get a sponsor link from them because I know they sponsor people. <laughs> oh, we should. We should reach out to them because uh, we already talked good about them for free. So for free. <clears throat> I won't name them so that we can still have some leverage. <laughs> well, we did earlier, but it's fine. That's true. I can leave <laughs> it out. No, I won't. Uh, I don't oh, know how to can. do that. So I can um... show you. So, <laughs> so one thing that I think is interesting is they've been talking about a sequel to this movie or something in universe. I would like Some kind to of continuation. see. Honestly, I would like to see. Um, I'd like to see a reshot with different monsters a few times. Yeah, I would like like that episode of Community with all the different possibilities. Have you seen that? Yeah, I'd like to see that, but with this movie. Or I guess they could do prequels. Prequels, but then you know how it's going to end. Everyone's going to. I Die. guess you could learn the different. I would like maybe like different countries. Yeah, I just, I feel like they really built up an interesting, I guess an interesting world, and it just ended so quickly, and there's no chance after that ending that you can really see any more of it, you know? Unless you mm-hmm. go for or backward in time, I, I, I guess would be the... Yeah, no, I, I hear you part. for sure. Uh, like, there's no way to do it. I would just like to see an alternate um, timeline of... Like, if they had played with the box. But I guess that would be Hellraisers or the anything else. The conch. The conch. Well, we know what He happens. had the conch in his he hands. He had the conch in his hand. He started... He had his face on it. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do after I watch a movie is look to at look at the trivia. Because I'm only human. Oh, it's Kronos. That's the Greek Titan god hand. That's also the time cards system that I use. At work. Interesting. It's also like... He's also the, a god. god of time. Yeah, so it's kind of <clears throat> a goofy thing. But um, I'm going to read some... Uh, so I've just been glancing at it, because we literally... We started recording right after. Um, so I'm going to read some of my favorite things that I have read so far. Um, one is that the stoner, the reason he was wearing such baggy clothes and he doesn't jump in the lake, is he was actually in better shape than everybody there. This says he was a ripped... He was ripped like muscular Jesus, so he could. They couldn't give away that he's actually ripped because it would have ruined his character a little bit, which I think <laughs> is very. But funny. you can kind of. So there's one shot where he puts up his bong to catch a chain that's being swung at Dana, and you can kind of see he has pretty big arms. Like he has a long sleeve shirt with a short sleeve shirt over it, right? But you can stoner, still see right? his arms, and they're pretty. They're pretty big arms for a stoner. Yeah, I missed that. I'll have to go back and, and see or like see what else he's in. Uh, another thing was this was filmed in 2009. Um, I lost it. Oh, hold on. I lost it. The scene that tested highest with the audience was the merman sequence. Yeah. Which was a last minute decision, too. I read just now. Oh, so this was one of two films that was filmed in 2009 that Chris Hemsworth was in, but didn't get released until after Thor. The other was Red Dawn, which I don't think did very well, did it? It didn't, but it was actually, it was a good movie. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. I guess it kind of makes sense to call it Red Dawn. But the original Red Dawn, it was called Red Dawn because of who the bad guy was in the movie. But they changed it to North Korea for the new one. Which I guess also uses a lot of red. But Yeah. Uh, so the failed rituals from other countries are references to various classic movies and monsters. The Kyoto ritual references references The Ring. Buenos Aires okay. is King Kong. Stockholm is a reference to The Thing. 
um, which that definitely makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Madrid reference was Dracula. Okay. So yeah, those are my favorite things that I saw. Resident Evil was an influence. Yeah, I think um, there might have been a character from Resident Evil in one of the cages as well. That would make uh, sense. The little girl or something. A little girl. It was also influenced by 1984, which also makes sense. The movie and the book. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, The Hills Have Eyes. The camper is a reference to The Hills Have Eyes. That's one I haven't seen. That's a classic. It's not great, but it's a classic. (laughs) So, yeah, all of this was filmed. Very reference-heavy. Very reference-heavy, but it was all filmed in 2009, and then Thor came out the the next year. So, Uh, Reptilicus was one of the monsters, and I've seen Reptilicus, the original. I don't know if it's like a a direct reference to that. That is a classic. That is a something. It's a classic. It's so bad. Whatever you say. (laughs) It's so bad. It's on, like, I, okay, I saw it because I watched Mystery Science Theater 3000. And that was one of the, like, I think it was the first, first movie they watched in the reboot on Netflix, which is really good. Oh, here is the the betting board. Uh, Werewolf, alien beast, mutants, wraiths. Oh, that makes sense for the poltergeist ghost. Wraith. Yeah. Uh, Zombies, reptilius, clowns, witches, sexy witches, demons, (laughs) hell lord, angry molesting tree, giant snake. You actually see the angry molesting tree as well. Oh, I'm sure. Deadites? Mummy, the bride, the scarecrow. Did you just question yourself when you said deadites yeah you know what deadites are from that's what the things in evil dead are called i didn't know that well yeah you should watch uh, the tv show ash versus evil dead i think Uh, i would like that they get into oh yeah you would actually really like that show Um... so Sorry, the rest of them are the bride, the scarecrow folk, snowman, dragon bat, vampires, dismemberment goblins, sugar pump, sugar plum fairy, merman, the reanimated, unicorn, huron, sasquatch slash wendigo slash yeti, which is if you're wendigo gonna, doesn't fit there. No, wendigo doesn't fit there. And then also, if you're gonna if you're gonna distinguish between zombies and the reanimated. Why is the bigfoot and, and yeti the same and thing? And zombie redneck torture family. Yeah. Like, then why why put Sasquatch and Yeti as the same thing? And then also Wendigo doesn't fit. Well, okay, um, so technically Sasquatch and Yeti are the same thing, just for different regions. No, I understand that. But for the purpose of this, I'm just saying. Well, well maybe they're saying, like, it's like they only have one of those things, but everyone calls it something different. Like, I that's suppose. probably what they're going for there. There's also dolls, also, zombie redneck torture family, the doctors, jack-o'-lantern, giant, twins, and Kevin. Okay, so uh, twins are obviously The Shining. Mm-hmm. The Doctors are a reference to um, what is that movie called? I don't know. Hostel. Obviously. Oh, the Doctors I, are a reference I to Hostel. Watched a video dissecting that. That's a pun. And you actually, yeah, that is a pun. And you do see the Doctors dissecting someone oh, in yeah. one of the security yeah, camera shots. In one of the zoom ins. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then in the shot. Uh, you can see a tank, witch, boomer, and hunter. Those are the four zombies from Left 4 Dead. Then some of the other monsters you can see, 
there's a Cenobite, a creature known from literary works and films by Clive Barker. I don't. Uh, that's that's the um, Razor Head Boy. Um, Hellraiser. It says right here. Yeah. Um. So one body count I see is sixty-nine. <laughs> the other that I saw on here was six billion eight hundred seventy-three thousand uh seven hundred wait million. <laughs> I'm an embarrassment. Um <laughs> seven hundred forty one thousand and fifty four, the world's population in two thousand nine. Which fair enough. Fair. Although um, those were off screen deaths, so do they count? That's true. Then there's also some Buffy monsters in there, since Joss did that. Mr. Whedon, I should say. I'm, we're not we're not pals. I don't think I can just use his first name. Um, yeah, that's there's so that one that you just highlighted is an interesting point. Um, that Truman might be a reference to the Truman Show because of there we go because of uh, the the way that they control everything in like a microbiome. Yeah. Which is really similar to the Truman Show, but it does say perhaps I, a reference. So I was going to mention that one. I think it might be a reference, but I think um, more more likely is Truman was named that because of the literary reference. Because Truman's like a classic literary thing that you name a person who is your upstanding moral character. Yeah, and then. Uh, 44 minutes happened before the first kill, which I think was like, it's such a sudden thing, but it did build for a long time. So there's a lot of Buffy references in it. It looks like. Oh yeah, definitely. Jamie Lee Curtis was almost the director, but it ended up going to Sigourney Weaver. That that would have also worked. Yeah. What? Uh, we are at a long time for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two hours but it's an hour yeah. and a half movie and we, we we dissected it piece by piece but uh yeah uh overall i enjoyed it yeah cool film <laughs> yeah i really i, I really like it yeah, I think it's I will, great. i'll probably watch it again i think it would be fun to watch it again now that i know what's going on better because a lot of it like a lot of my notes are like why do they do this why do they do this but now it's like oh yeah oh yeah that's why <laughs> yeah well all right um how do you want to wrap this up um so first i'm going to check off cabin in the woods this is a reminder that this is our pilot well um uh, i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed doing it but it did take all day pretty much i got home from work um we started at five and it's ten um yeah two hours of recording two hours of movie movie yeah so um this might not be an every week thing but everybody like definitely let us know what you thought of it um if you have any movies that are your favorites let us know i almost certainly haven't seen them i'll say uh once this goes up if if we edit this and we decide to keep doing it which i i would like to i had a good time yeah i would too um then it will get its own page on the website and there will be a uh a submission form for submitting movies you'd like to hear. And then you can also, my DMS are open. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. And also Tanner, what, what is that website that they can go to? Uh, channel three media.com. Cool. And where can we find you Tanner? 
I am at I'm still Tanner on Twitter. Um, Dumpster Jedi, pretty much everywhere else. Cool. You can also find me at Ninja Squirrel N J A S Q R L. Um, pretty much everywhere. Um, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Um, I stream games and sometimes the other podcast that we do together, which is called Spoop Troop. Um, we will probably make a Twitter account for this. That seems on brand for us. And yeah. uh, we'll decide on the name for that later. I don't want to put anything in stone. Um, <laughs> cause I'm not sure that channel three media film school will fit. And it's not, it doesn't really roll off the tongue for, for an at. So, but yeah, you can find us there. Um, you can let us know what you think. Uh, rate us on wherever you're listening. Um, and definitely get in touch with us. But I really had a good time. And this movie has been checked off. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Can't wait. How do I make it stop? Just hit stop? Yeah, just hit stop. <laughs> lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.